Welcome to Revive Church Podcast with Pastor Todd Mazingo. Let's get into it. And uh, so this message is called Holy Spirit Activated. Not to be confused with the meme that's been going around. You know what I'm talking about. Holy Spirit, yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought of the title and everyone's like, yeah, keep that. I was like, well, we'll keep it. Holy Spirit Activated. What was this year called? The year of the... Yes, 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 yes. That is it. It is the year of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read right away in John 16 this morning. If you have your Bibles, if not, open your phones. How weird is that? I wonder what Charles Spurgeon and them would have said back then. You don't have your Bible? I guess. Pull out your phones. You know, your iPads, whatever. John 16, 12 through 14, he said, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them at this present time. I will explain that in the sermon. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak of his own, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine, and I will disclose it to you. Verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. And this is why I said he takes from mine and will disclose it to you. And we just said, what a year, huh? What a year. <laughs> Holy smokes. I know for personally, it was a year of um, challenge, a year of internal growth. I think we can all have our stories this year of, of what happened and, uh, you know, having a miracle happen in my family, just the one that I can count of many, uh, but, but healing of, of, of cancer and, you know, those kinds of things. It was a year that, um, I'll say this though, what I'm grateful for is men and women of God encouraging you, man, because, you know, Pastor Todd, I actually said this to him and I, I pray he doesn't mind I share this. But I said to him, I believe you went through what you went through 20 years ago to help me in my situation when he lost his. And he walked me through it and he said, nope, we're gonna pray. We're not gonna believe that. We're gonna walk through this. You're gonna preach that. You're gonna pray this. And he helped me walk through it. And that's what, what, a, what a humbling experience to walk through, man. And the Holy Spirit guided us through it. He never forsook us. He never left us. And everyone can say that story. And Pastor Todd called forth for this year to be the year of the Holy Spirit, that it would be the year to learn the voice of God in truth, learn his giftings and to be led to the truth. The Holy Spirit is teaching us more about revelation of Jesus and God the Father. The Holy Spirit doesn't have his own agenda which means he could. The Bible actually says he doesn't come with his own agenda. What he hears, I speak. And I'm telling you something. If you're the one who comes and hears a word from Holy Spirit and tries to taint it, you've come with your own agenda. That is not the Holy Spirit. You can't do that because he's holy, right? What he hears, he will speak to you. This is crazy. I did the counting of the sermons we did this year. We had over 300 sermons preached from this place. I know. I said the same thing from the, you know, includes the men's ministry, the women's ministry, the young adults ministry, youth ministry, the children's ministry, the prophetic ministries, now the new men's study uh, that we had, the heartbeat discipleship, the school of ministry. <clears throat> We've had over, well, well over, actually it was almost 400 teachings. Now if you need more than that, the Bible says creation testifies of the glory of God. So if you didn't get something here, look outside at the trees, they're always worshiping the Lord, amen? They always got their palms up. Amen? So if you needed more than <laughs> scripture, there it is. Look out in the nature. He'll show you something. And don't get that confused with going fishing instead of church, okay? And, you know, I hear the men now, see, see, hon? 
I can learn out there. No, that's not what he's saying. Although that sounds fun. We got solid biblical doctrine and we learned about the Holy Spirit as the person, not just the image of what we think he is and that he will baptize you with fire and with wisdom. The spirit of wisdom and revelation, the Bible says he will baptize you with so you can walk with wisdom and with power so you can be a witness to all men and women. I don't know about y'all, but when I'm writing this stuff, I'm like, dang, dang. We've been given the Holy Spirit, not just to learn it, not just to be in church worshiping. See these walls? They have doors that go out, right? All these exits literally have exit signs. Why? Not just to exit here with a good word, to exit to give that word to others. Amen? Let's start with the first few sermons of this year. This sermon was fun because uh, I went through all, most of Pastor Todd's sermons on speed times two. That was crazy. It sounded like a chipmunk. It was great. Man, he's got a lot to say. And it was good. It was good revelation. It was really, I mean, seriously, if you have not done that, go back and rewatch some of these sermons. It'll fill you, man. It'll fill you. Uh, and, and it was amazing to walk through. The first nine sermons this year were on the fruit of the Spirit. All nine. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and the best one of all that we love most, self-control. That's why you're laughing. I know. Yeah, self-control, yes. Yes, Jesus, we're all growing, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We're all growing. The basis of these sermons were to show us that these fruits cannot, let me say that again, cannot be done by our own merit, our own strength, meditation, or mental power. These are fruits from the Holy Spirit that can only be attained by the Spirit being in you as you submit to Him. Okay? Let's open it up to Galatians 5 real fast. Uh, he says it's Galatians 5.16, and I'll read on. But I say, walk in the Spirit, capital S, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Most that struggle say, I'm, I just hear the flesh all the time. Walk in the spirit and you can't carry out the things of the flesh. It is literally a promise. For the desire of the flesh is against the spirit and the spirit is against the flesh. I'm going to throw a caveat. You know the scripture that says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. I hear a lot of people claim the last part of that verse instead of the first part. The spirit is willing. It wants you to overcome. It doesn't want your flesh to win. That's what the Spirit is for, is to overcome and walk in grace. Amen? It says, for the desire of the flesh is against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, and, and, and one another in order to keep you from doing whatever you want to. But if you're led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. For now the deeds are, of the flesh are evident. There are a ton of them. Sexual immorality. Do we see that today? Impurity. Indecent behavior. You ever notice the farther we pull away from the things of God, the worse sin gets? Oh, we just want it this far, and they keep pushing the line. Hear what I'm saying? Indecent behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostility, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and these things of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you before, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Listen to this, against such things, there is no law. You know what that means? You can do this till you die. There is no limit to how much you can love and walk in joy and in peace. 
and have self-control, amen? There's no limit. There's no law to that. There's no right way to do that. There's no formula to follow. You walk in the Spirit, and He leads you in these things, amen? He says, if we live by the Spirit, let us also follow the Spirit as well. And I want you guys to think about this. Did you know that the Holy Spirit is holy? Right? Blow our brains up, right? Whoa! He's holy, literally in the name, Holy Spirit, right? You know what the word holy means? Perfectly pure, immaculate, and complete in moral character. It also means sacred. And the world is definitely not pure and moral and sacred, amen? Therefore, the fruit that comes from the Spirit is pure, and it's not like worldly emotions. You can't just fake it till you make it with the fruit of the Spirit. Because eventually you get found out. I've tried, trust me. I'm going to be patient today. <laughs> you ever try that? Okay, okay. And then he puts you in a line at Publix behind. You know? And you know why you think that way? Oh, I'll get into that in a minute. I just, there's, there's a lot there, right? You can't just fake it till you make it when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit because there's nothing attached to it for selfish gain. And a lot of the times when we want to be patient and all these other things, we have selfish ambition attached to it. That's why we fail. Because it wasn't born of the Spirit, which has no selfish attachment. Amen? Now, did you guys know that there's no such thing as partial love with God? Listen, if he's holy and he's pure, that means the love that comes from him is pure. It's not like what our friends do to us or enemies have done to us in the past or what man can do to us. If they're really pure, that means there's no such thing as a partial love. No, well, sometimes there's joy. No, I hope to have peace one day. No, hurry up and wait kind of patience. No unkindness. No rough type of gentleness. No, well, that's a little gooder type of goodness. No partial faithfulness and no such thing as a lack of self-control in the spirit. He is perfect. He is holy. He is the one to teach you these things and the Holy Spirit would be a hypocrite to cause you to say to walk in a way that he himself would not do. So if he says for us to walk in it, that means we have the authority and the power to? Yes. So we can't go back to God and say, God, what? I can't, why am I like this? My flesh. The Bible even says, I have no power over the potter to say, why did you make me this way? That's in Romans. I have the authority, I have the power to submit to the spirit so I can walk in these things. Do you know why? So you can be a faithful witness of Jesus Christ. So you can walk in holiness and when people point their finger at you as a hypocrite, you can say, show me. Show me, I've walked in the things of God. Yes, I fail, but I run to God in repentance. I run to him in repentance for him to change me. Not just because I want to repent because I got busted. But no, I want him to change me from the inside out. I want everything of me to be burned away so it can be Christ and Christ alone. Then everything else that we do in the realm that he's called us to has a purity to it. Then I can preach without any kind of selfish gain or ambition. Then you can tell the truth and not preach words of enticing wisdom to get people to your church. Nah. We don't need that. We need Holy Spirit here. Amen? How many of us have tried to love, tried to have patience, tried to have joy, but end up failing in the end? There's a reason for that. He wants to do it through you because it's not of you. 
Amen? He wants to do it through you because it's not of you. Now, keep in mind, none of these were my words. These were Pastor Todd's. So, <laughs> I'm kidding. I added some flavor, you know, a little pepper, a little chile, you know what I mean? A little Mexican, a little mass dog. You know, we threw some cook in here, but you know. And I hate chili. I mean, salsa, pica- I'm sorry, whatever. Listen, he wants, to be, he wants us to be a submitted people, to be led by him in all things. And that's how we become like Christ. That is how we become more acclimated to the Father. And this is how we begin to hear the Holy Spirit lead us. If you have questions on how to hear the Holy Spirit, we've got an encounter discipleship class you've got to be a part of. You have to do it. And if you still have trouble hearing the Holy Spirit, maybe you've got some wounds inside that our inner healers can help with. Amen. So that there's no excuse with you. I don't want you to leave church one day and say, well, I never get anything from there. Uh, I mean, really? Like, I do. Like, man, you know? Anyway, when we submit, a submitted heart is a pliable one that he can mold into his fashion and purpose. When you're pliable, which actually, do you guys know what the word meek means? Teachable or pliable? When you're meek, you can be pliable for the things of God and he can use you, amen? So I spent a lot of time on this one because I wanted you to understand the characters of God. This is the character of God to be pure towards you. He's pure towards you, amen? All these fruit are for the body to grow in, amen? Now the next set of series was on the spiritual gifts. We'll go to 1 Corinthians 12, four and on. It says, now these are a variety of the gifts, but the same spirit. Gosh, I could break this down right now. We have different giftings, but the same spirit. Your gifting should never contradict one another in church. Never. Never. They shouldn't. They should be aligned in unity with the spirit, right? And I dare say, I I challenge you, if you have a gifting and you're always questioning what's going on with leadership, why haven't you first gone to leadership? Second, why do you still question instead of run to prayer for that person in leadership? Okay? There should always be a unity in the spirit. I'm not saying don't challenge us, dude. I love challenges, dudettes too. I love challenges. You know why? Because I hear a hard word over a good word any day because it challenges me to the things of God. Amen? So it's not that. It's more so there's a lot of giftings, but we have the same spirit and there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God. You notice he named all three, the spirit, Lord, and God. Same spirit, Jesus, and God. Yes, there's three in one who works all things in all persons, but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for what? For the what? For the common good. Your gifting should never tear down a brother or sister in Christ. Never, 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 never. It should be for the common good of the body, okay? And I love that. I love what he's putting in here. For one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. Another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit, according to the same spirit. To another, the faith by the same spirit. And another, gifts of healings by the one spirit. And to the other, effecting of miracles. And to another, prophecy. And to another, the distinguishing of spirits to the various kinds of tongues. And to other, interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each, in, each one individually as he wills. Now, if some of you here are new and are questioning if the gifts are for today, okay, listen. There's a, pa- there's a sermon that Pastor Todd started this whole thing off with. Spiritual gifts 
are they for today or not? And after this year's teachings, you shouldn't have a doubt that these exist for today. There should never be a doubt in your heart. Man, we have giftings for, amen? Amen. And the giftings rock, y'all. It's awesome to be used in the giftings. I'm going to explain some of them real fast here. There were three sermons given on tongues. (laughs) I remember when he was doing this, he's like, I can't explain tongues in one chapter or one sermon. So he did three of them. And was it a language, you know, or a tongue and how those were used and how often we, uh, how we can use them with decency in the church because we do believe in the gift of tongues. If you don't, just wait till after. We'll pray for you. Praise God. Right? There's a sermon on the word of knowledge. What does the word of knowledge mean? A supernatural way of knowing something without the possibility of knowing it. Jesus and the woman at the well, when she says, you know, I, I don't have a husband. because you're right. You don't have one. You have five husbands. Remember that story? I'll just tell you one story from mine, and I know Pastor Todd's had a ton of them. I remember praying in the old building, and I've done this many times here, but this one just hit me so vividly because I was like, dang, that's awesome. I remember praying for this little kid, and he said he was having nightmares, and it was coming from his room. And I remember when I prayed for him, I said, listen, I can see your room right now. Is the, is the color of your room blue? The window's on this side. Here's your bed. I can see where, the, where you do your prayer on this side of the bed at night, and his parents are bawling. And I was like, I looked at Todd, I'm like, this is awesome. And I kept saying, and I said, Lord, we're going to cast out every demonic presence that came into this room, and it will be sanctified for the name of the Lord. The kid never had a nightmare after that for the next six months. Now, I'm not saying that to boast. I'm saying Jesus is awesome. And you know what that tells me about that little boy? Jesus has his hands on his life. That why would I even know that? Why would I care to know that? That is none of my business. And yet the Lord shows me that. Why? Because that little boy needs to know the power of God exists. And he can rest in the power of God. Amen? And there's many times that's happened. I love operating in a word of knowledge. Uh, And uh, there's a word of wisdom, which is a supernatural word to end an argument, answer a confusing question, give a divine solution to something of like an impossible task. And it gives actions where no actions we're present. In other words, like Pastor Todd said in his sermon, a, a word of wisdom is like a drop the mic moment. It's one of those like, dang, wisdom. Sometimes your kids do it to you. Do you know what I'm saying, parents? Sometimes your kids will say something really wise. You're like, huh? Good thing I thought of that, honey. <laughs> I know sometimes I'll, sometimes I'll preach a sermon and I'll be like, uh, she gave it to me. But I'll be like, I got some revelation this morning in the word. And, whew, you know? I know words of wisdom are important as well in the body. Uh, Next was a sermon of the gift of faith, which is not the faith to believe for salvation. That's a given through the spirit of Christ. It's It's not the same as the gift of faith. Faith is a supernatural endowment of faith for a particular plan of God. Let me say that again. Faith is a supernatural endowment of faith for a particular plan of God. It's a gift, not something you build up. It's a gift within you. And listen to me closely. Don't confuse your salvation type faith with those kind of giftings of faith because you'll feel like you're behind and you're not. God hasn't given you that endowment yet and that's okay. But be careful you're not confusing where you're at in your life right now to other people doing huge exploits for God, okay? Because maybe God wants you right now with your family and your kids and raise them up. This is where you need to be right now. And moms, how many know you need that supernatural endowment of faith for your kids? Amen? And for yourself to have the patience, self-control, love, joy, especially through Christmas. I bless you homeschoolers because we are. Actually, she's the homeschooler. I just come home and I'm like, they're done? Okay. Anyway, 
It's a supernatural faith to believe in something impossible for your normal faith to even comprehend. That's the gift of faith. Then a sermon on the gifts of distinguishing of spirits. And this is not the same as discernment. There's no such thing as the gift of discernment. None. Discernment is used by exercising your gift or your, your senses, right? Hebrews 5.14 says, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. That's a training. That is a process. But a discernment, or I'm sorry, a, a distinguishing of spirits, uh, is, it says this, distinguishing of spirits, not capitalized. Notice the word spirit is not capitalized. It's easily remembered to be either angelic hosts or demonic forces. You discern when that person is operating in a demonic spirit or something from heaven. Amen. Or you discern when you walk into a place, is this demonic or is this angelic? You'll start to discern and go in here. It's like, I don't belong here right now. Or if you're that gift of faith person, you'd be like, we're going to cast these things out in the name of Jesus right now, right? How many of you guys have been to your friend's houses or something like that? Oh, no, we ain't doing this. We're warring right now. We're going to go to prayer. Where's the oil? Get the Crisco. Come on, you know what I'm saying. When you ain't got it, you got to use something. Get the gear oil, whatever. Use pens oil, something. Anoint that oil. Amen. He doesn't, he's not a respecter of persons or oils. It's in the book of uh, Second Opinions. I'm kidding. You should anoint the oil for sure and then use it. Man, I love this church, man. You guys are so fun. Then the last one was the gift of prophecy. It's telling, the fu telling of future events, whether for a person or region, nationally or globally. There's a future thing happening. And, and you can see all throughout the Old Testament, sometimes in the New Testament, they would say, if you repent, I will stave off judgment. If you don't repent, I will bring judgment. And so, you know, locusts will eat your fields and crazy stuff because people were wicked against the things of God. You think what's happening now is anything new? No. This wickedness existed, that's why the big flood came, because of wickedness. Wickedness exists, and it's always existed in the heart of man. This should be the cry of our hearts to go preach the gospel even more. And it was Charles Spurgeon that said, they should leap over our bodies before they go to hell. They should, have, they should be leaping over our bodies before they reach the gates of hell. We should be on preaching the gospel so much. And I pray that's a heart's cry for you, for our evangelism teams. We have a job to do, folks. And listen, evangelism's for everybody here, not just for the evangelism team, y'all. Hey, listen, Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. You know where his major persecutions came from? Not from building churches, from preaching the gospel. Had nothing to do with him building churches. It was him out there on the streets, banging on the doors, saying, this is the unknown God you've been worshiping for years. This is the God of heaven, King Herod. And we ought to obey God rather than man. We ought to obey Peter when he's like, we ought to obey God. This is why the gospel is so important. Listen, the gospel of Christ offends the flesh. Get over it. You might as well just accept now that when you preach the gospel, in the timing God gives you for a lot of it, because sometimes we jump the gun, but when you preach the gospel, it is offensive to your flesh. It is, because he came and died for something you think you should die for yourself, which is sin. Come on, let's preach for a minute. If you don't know the power of sin yet, I pray Holy Spirit reveals it to you, because that sin will eventually destroy you. 
It'll destroy your peace. It'll destroy your relationships. It'll destroy your marriages. Whatever sin you're walking in, if it's an excess, God, I'm telling you, you will destroy yourself. And you know what we have the tendency to do? If God loved me, he would have stopped me. But yet, if he'd have stopped you, you'd be complaining that you're a robot. That he, he's, he's controlling, he's too controlling. No, he's not. He loves you enough for you to make the choice. Now he's saying, come to me. Jesus loved you enough. This is why he's worthy. If there's only one thing he ever did, he died on a tree, shed his blood for you. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. And the gospel's here to transform your heart. He's here to soften your inside, to say, Lord, you are real. There is a Holy Spirit. I'm made for more than just being a Christian. I'm here, Lord. You put me on this earth to preach the gospel to every creature, to seek and save that which is lost, to see people healed and delivered and saved. That is the heart's cry of the gospel. It's not just to do our jobs. It's not just to do these things and play sports. It's not any of that stuff. You do that as you honor and glorify your Father, and you watch him have favor in your life. You watch him protect you when you're persecuted. You watch him heal you of your diseases. You watch him move because you trust in him. And listen, it's not hard for us to preach how much we love our spouses, that it shouldn't be hard to preach about the love you have for Christ. It shouldn't be. Jesus loves you. He died for you. He came to redeem you so you could be used for him. Because your life is no longer your own. You're bought with a price, the Bible says. You're bought with a price. He loved you enough to send his son to die for you, to live for him. Whew. God, I pray right now for salvation to enter into this room. Those that think they're saved and don't know, I pray right now, you would fill them right now, that they would repent of their sin and you would glorify yourself in them to know that their place is with you when they die. When it's all over and said and done, they will stand in the merits of the blood of Jesus Christ shed for them. Those that don't know, I pray they repent of all their sin. You don't know what sin is? Look at the Ten Commandments. The Bible says that. Sin is the transgression of his law. Just go to that. I've lied. I've stolen. I've killed. I've hated people. The Bible says that's murder, Jesus said. Look at a woman to lust. That's adultery. Blasphemed. That you repent of those things. You run to Christ. You run to him. Yo, folks, let me say this to you. We ain't promised tomorrow. We ain't promised tomorrow. That's not a fear tactic. You know how many people have been dying left and right? We know why. But you know why they're dying? They're dying right now. Right? You see it. I don't want to die without Christ. Or my kids knowing that I was a, a godly man. I, I desire that. That they know daddy fought for something. Daddy stood for something. He stood for Jesus and Jesus alone. I got nothing else to live for. Amen? Neither should you. Gosh, let's get back to this. 1 Corinthians 12. And amen. Uh, in Jesus' name. 1 Corinthians 12, 8. But to each one of us is given the manifestation of the Spirit. For the, I'm sorry, 12, 7. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the what? Listen, when I'm preaching the gospel or Mike Delafave is preaching the gospel or Pastor Todd, we have no personal gain in this. We're just telling you what got us out of our stupidity. And look now, <laughs> who'd have thought? I'm here. 
He used, he used this to do this? That's crazy. I never would have thought in a million years, fellers and fellettes, that I'd be doing this, but we're here, right? Or Ralph, when you're given a word, did you ever think before you were a Christian that you'd be used for his glory? I mean, come on, how awesome. Another series we did, I'm sorry, Pastor Todd did called Get It Together. Who's got the book, Get It Together? Come on. It was a series of four messages on the biblical design of marriage, which is in Ephesians 5, how men are to love their wives and wives are to respect their husbands. <laughs> Emphasis. I'm kidding. I'm playing. The series was one that helped me understand more how to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Listen, men, if you truly love your wife, you will empower her. You will encourage her. You will correct her when necessary, but you'll do it with love, not with animosity, not with discouragement. Amen. And all those things that Christ does for us because he loves us. And then we went through another series on Wednesdays called Community Culture. Yeah. Amen. Community Culture because we need more community because as this church grows, we need more pastoral care for those people. Amen. So Ephesians 2, 19 through 22 says this. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens. Listen to that. You're no longer strangers and aliens to the things of God, but now you're fellow citizens with the saints. We are, we're homies, y'all. We're citizens. We're, we're here. This is us. Amen? And you're of God's household. Verse 20. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone, verse 21, in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing to a holy temple of the Lord. Listen. You're, and then verse 22. In whom you're also being built together into a dwelling place for God. When we are united and we are being built together, God can dwell here. If there's divisions, he cannot dwell in that place. We are emphasizing and stressing community and unity because of that. Because of the presence of God. And listen, I'm just going to tell you, the more you read scripture, it's not about you. It's about finding God in the scripture. What glorifies him. Amen. The next Sunday series was a little unique. I'm actually almost done. Praise Jesus. The next Sunday series was unique. We learned what the fruit of the spirit is and that purity guides and it's the foundation of these fruits. So the next series of sermons was the Love Never Lies series. Holy smokes. This all started with a sermon called Just Be Nice, Seriously. Do you guys remember that sermon? That was a very popular sermon. He got emails from other pastors and leaders around the area because of that sermon. All right. Hey, just be nice. No. Right? The sermon was basically answering the age-old question, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And can we truly walk in the purity of love with our neighbor? Yes. But with that, can we be tolerant of sin that put Christ on the cross? No. So these whole set of sermon series, this Love Never Lies series, taught us uh, that love doesn't condemn, it corrects. It's patient, it's kind, it's not prideful, because the Spirit of God wants them to come to repentance too. And they will know the Christ you represent by how you represent him. Some, Paul said, preach Christ of contention, some of strife. We don't do that. We don't want to do that. We don't want to preach Christ out of pride. Amen. We want to preach him out of a pure heart of love. Are you guys getting some out of this? Amen. Listen, 
These were the topics, mercy, truth, blessings, the gospel, the Pharisees, and the last one, truly, sermons are how to love one another in truth. And if we cannot be honest with one another in love, patience, kindness, gentleness, and self-control, are we really walking with the truth and love? Right? This should be a question for all of us. Am I going to correct that person because I'm angry with them? Or am I going to that person because I got something to say to them? I just want to correct them. I get it all the time on social media. You know the Pharisees? You know, they, oh, brother, you this. I mean, there's one thing they always point out with me, and it's obvious what they point out with my flaws, right? And they're I'm like, that's it, huh? That's it. Not the word, not anything. But your boy likes tacos. I'm getting better, but like, I, I, you know. I'm doing this to break it up because the monotony. I just love, I hate monotony. So, so listen, this is why relationship is so important. Unity is so important. Being in the spirit is so important. Listen, <laughs> listen closely, okay? Love and truth isn't hiding your issues with someone under a cloak of passive aggressive comments. I hate that. Just shoot straight with me, amen? I can take it. I'm a big boy. I'm not supposed to be in the flesh. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, I'm not supposed to be easily angered. You can tell me the truth. It's okay. But when you're passive aggressive about it, do you really love your neighbor? Or you love yourself too much to tell them the truth? Hoping they get it through your passive aggressive comment? Or shading your truth with a sarcastic joke? I see it happen a lot, guys. And ask, where's my friends? Ask, hey, are you being sarcastic with me or are you being truthful? Yeah, you're right, I should be truthful. Come on, it, it happens. We gotta be honest with each other, guys, because you love me, amen? I love you, that's why I'm honest. Or comment with sharpness. I think so many times we wanna, we wanna tell someone truths that exist in our hearts for them, and when it's the burden of the Lord, he opens the door for you to tell them. And make sure you have the fruit of the Spirit when doing so, because then it will come from a place of purity, amen? Lastly, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not, do you have mercy when telling the truth? Do you have love when he blesses you? Do you not know it comes from a place of purity with no partiality? These sermons were fire, y'all. They were fire, and you should go back and listen to them, and you should go on reviveusnow.com. Sign up for our emails, and you can get our YouTube page on there, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, and subscribe for all of our Instagrams and Facebooks and all that other stuff, amen? Get with it! Who's not subscribed to our stuff? Never mind. I won't, no, no, just kidding, just kidding. What are you waiting for? Crying out loud, crying in the mud. Get it done. <laughs> Lastly, the last few sermons had to do with how Holy Spirit works and activates within us by seeing both Old and New Testament examples. It came from these sermons, filling ditches, sending fire, raining down, dressing up, and filling pots. Holy Spirit is the one who fills the ditches and trenches that we need him to fill to strengthen us. He sends fire when he comes to baptize us with it, and he rains down on us to produce the fruit of the Spirit. Because rain comes to produce the fruit. 
Rain comes. Listen, you want to know that whole thing, let it rain? Why? To produce the fruit of righteousness within you. Not just so you feel good. It is literally to grow the fruit of the Spirit within you. That's the rain of the Spirit. Do you know why fire? So he can burn out everything that does not belong to him. So he can plant those seeds of righteousness within you. So you can walk in those things. Why does he plow in your heart? How many of us are going through a tough season right now and you can't explain it? There's a plow going through your heart right now. God is doing that so he can plant seeds in you so that the next harvest can grow in righteousness and that's okay and you need to know that's from him it's okay <clears throat> Woo! come on Isaiah 61 10 says this I delight greatly in the Lord and my soul rejoices in my God for he has clothed us with garments of salvation and arrayed me with a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest as a bride adorns herself with jewels and we are clothed with power we're clothed with power I'm gonna go on here you know what I think about as I close this out when going through all these sermons because <laughs> that's awesome to walk through it all how much God wanted to show us and reveal himself to us through the spirit listen close how we have no excuse not to want him listen folks we have no excuse anymore we can never say we were never told. We can never say we didn't hear the gospel. We can never say we didn't hear the scriptures. We can never say we never gave you an opportunity to have the Holy Spirit. That happened. Don't leave this place with that excuse. You don't have one. Amen? And I'll go back to this, John 16, 12, and 13. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them at this present time. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, right? He has many more things to say to us. He has many more things to say to us, to us, right? But we've been baptized in the spirit, haven't we? So we can bear those things that are happening in the future, amen? He's got many more things to tell us and I'm excited for what's gonna happen in 2023 because what's coming in 2023, you guys are gonna be blown away with what this year is going to be for this church. We said this year was the year of the Holy Spirit. I can't tell you what next one is. I know what it is, but I can't tell you. Teaser, right? He will reveal that to you. So you gotta be here every Sunday you can, right? So. I'm excited for what 2023 has for this church. There will be truths given to you. There will be truths given to you and you are now able to bear them because you are baptized in the Spirit. Because you have the gift of the Holy Spirit in you, you can bear the truths that are necessary for these times. Listen, folks, this is not getting any easier as a Christian. It is now to learn the truths of Scripture and walk in it. And listen to me. You think you're weak? God never uses strong things to do big things. He'll use the weak things of the world to confound the wise. And He will use the foolish things to confound the mighty. It's not because you're strong He uses you. It's because you're submitted that He uses you. Amen? Everybody stand up. We're not only to know the truth, but we're to walk in power, amen? We're to preach the gospel with power. We're to pray with power. We're to intercede with power. We are to love one another with power. With power, can we get the altar ministers to come up? I am so happy. Listen, I, I hope you hear my heart in this. I am so honored to be a pastor here. You have no idea how cool it is to stand up here and do this stuff and preach the gospel and to preach his word. And like how crazy like hard it is sometimes because you're like, 
man, Lord, I, can I deliver that? Is that right, Lord? Is this scripture, is this the right one? And then all of a sudden he's like, would you just shut your mind off, kid? I gave it to you, right? I, I bless you, I trust you with it. You have no idea how awesome it is, and it's like awesome to see people now able to hear the voice of God. Now there's some of you in this place who have not received the baptism of the Spirit. May I just say to you, you're missing out on so much. You're missing out on so much of what God wants for you. He wants to change in you. He wants to reveal it to you. He wants to do through you. Have you received the Holy Spirit and are you done trying to work on yourself and giving that authority over to the Spirit so you can, He can grow it within you? Are you done with trying to do it yourself? Because He wants to change that for you, y'all. Listen, I, I look at many of you here and it's like, I can see what God's doing. I love that. I love that I can see it. But you've got to believe it now too. You've got to have the Holy Spirit tell it to you too. Amen? I want you guys to come up for prayer if you want to be baptized in the Spirit this morning. Come on. If you're a first-time believer, you don't need to tell me that. That's between you and the Lord. But I want you to come up to receive the Holy Spirit. Amen? Mike Delafave, can you come up here and pray as well? And his wife. Is his wife here? She's not here? Oh, man. Flying solo, dog. Come on up. This is our young adults leader, and he's huge in evangelism, and we're just blessing the Lord with that. If you're here and you have a physical ailment, I want you to come up for prayer. Don't leave this place with an excuse. Man, they wouldn't pray for me. We want to pray for you. If you're here in this place and you say, man, I need more of Jesus. There's more than this. I heard the sermon. It's like, man, it's convicting me. We want to pray for you. Amen? Because this whole team here prays for you. They labor for you. So I'm going to pray us out. I want you guys to come up for prayer right now, and I'll pray us out in the name of Jesus. Listen, if you're struggling walking in power, come up for prayer. Amen? Lord, I bless this time in Jesus' name. Lord, what a year. Holy smokes, what a year. What a year you've given us, Lord. What a year to rejoice in who you are. What a year to have your name glorified and lifted up. God, we thank you. <laughs> I bless you, Lord. We, we, we worship you. You are worthy of everything we got, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for baptizing us in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for causing us to walk in power and telling us there's more than just being a Christian. It's literally being like Jesus on this earth. I thank you that we don't walk out with any excuse. And even when we're fasting this next month, I pray you prepare us for that as well. In Jesus' holy name. Go with us today, Father, as we go home. And I bless your name again, Father. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week. Well, what did you think? Has God been speaking to you about any of these things? We would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at reviveusnow.com. We're excited that Pastor Todd has released his complete set of his Vindication series. God Vindication, Jesus Vindication, and Holy Spirit Vindication. These books will help you become intimately acquainted with all members of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. To go even deeper in applying this to our lives, he has also released workbooks to accompany these books. 
We all know that hearing a message and reading a message can be very helpful, but our memories can fade with time. But if we work on practical applications of these concepts, of the books found in these workbooks, we can cement these into our long-term memory banks and be ready to share them with others. The books and the workbooks are available separately or as a set on Amazon.com. This podcast is brought to you by Revive Church of Stewart, Florida. You can learn more about us at our website, reviveusnow.com. If you live in our area or are planning a visit to our area, we would love to have you join us. We are located at 8851 Southwest Old Kansas Avenue, Stewart, Florida. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not click to subscribe right here on the podcast site of your choice. That way you won't miss any of Pastor Todd's and Revive Church's future podcasts. Thank you for joining us.